That's how we got to this new book is just talking deeper about preparing themselves before they even are ready for marriage. How can they prepare their heart and their mind and even their life and their actions? If a girl will sit there and think through anything to do with her future and invite God into that, like that's a hundred percent win. Good morning, friends. I'm so excited to host Trisha Goyer, who is a midlife mom. She is in the middle of it. She has been for a while. And she is a great example of how to help navigate so many different parenting topics and just life topics uh, for midlife moms. But I'm excited today to feature her brand new book that she has authored with Robin Jones Gunn. It is called Before You Meet Your Future Husband. So Trisha, we want to welcome you on the Midlife Moms podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I always love talking to you. And I enjoy talking to you too. I love your authenticity. I love your heart for moms. I love your heart for, um, for girls. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm just ready to jump into a lot of questions about this particular book, but before we do that, this book is a companion to another book. Can you tell us about this book's companion? Yeah. So the first one is praying for your future husband. And Robin and I wrote this a decade ago. Um, I started praying for my future husband when I was a teen mom, I got pregnant in high school. My boyfriend was out of the picture and I just like, God, I turned back to God. I'm like, God, you know, I want a husband that loves you and loves me. And God brought me this amazing guy. And Robin wrote letters to her future husband as we shared our stories. And we shared about how we personally just mentored a lot of young women. Um, it's just like, we should write a book about this that so many people ask about what do we pray for? And, you know, is it like, do we want the guitar playing musician? Are we praying for that? Or is there other things? And so we really just dig into like, let's look at the character qualities in a person that you might want to marry. And then who do you need to be? So to, you know, to attract that type of person and be prepared. And so that was the first one. And then there was a lot of women saying, you know, how can I prepare more and what can I do? And so that's how we got to this new book is just talking deeper about preparing themselves before they even are ready for marriage. How can they prepare their heart and their mind and even their life and their actions? And that's what I love about this book. Um, not only is it beautiful, the cover I'm just enthralled with. I wish I could jump inside this cover. And I it, know. Yes. Um, but as I was reading through the book, the book is kind of designed into three different sections, kind of your your heart, your hands, and, and your head. And your head. Yeah. So I want to frame that, but because we are talking to moms and we're talking to midlife moms, which means mm -hmm. that many of our listeners are going to have um, daughters who are, some might be preteens, some might be teens, some might be young adults. And some might, like myself, might be, um, I'm a mom of an adult daughter who still is not married. My daughter, like yours, uh, went to the mission field. Um, my daughter, um, she dated God her senior year. She intentionally did not date anyone through college who was not like-minded in looking for the mission field. And, you know, today's culture um, tells women so many different things, mm -hmm. tells young girls so many different things about marriage and about expectations of marriage. So I just want to jump in with how, how does this book help a mom of either teen girls, young adult girls, 
how could even um, a mom picking this up, even if she's not sure that she would give it to her daughter, if her daughter would be receptive to it, mm -hmm. how can, how can it help a mom who's wanting to know how to guide and mentor her own daughter? I think talking about our own daughters, it's harder. It's easier when I go to like a mom's young mom support group or teen girl support group, because then they seem to listen better. And my girls are like, mom, like, oh, right already. <laughs> you know, this is, it's hard to have these conversations with the young women in our lives. And yet I see, I see the influences of social media. I see the videos they are drawn to and all these romantic proposals. And uh, my 20 year old daughter, she's 20 now. And she's when she was a teenager, she said, Mom, if my husband doesn't cry, when I walk down the aisle, I'm going to turn and walk away. And I'm like, that that's not really what marriage is about. But there, there's so many ideas going on in their heads. And then so many influences and so many voices out there. And so what I found, um, you know, and, and it's true. Your daughter might be like, I don't want to read this. Like, why are you giving me this book? But even a mom can read it and think about, oh, this is a topic that we could talk about. Or on one podcast, uh, the mom had her 19 year old daughter and she's the daughter's like, I would love it if you said, let's read this together. And let's like go to coffee and talk about it. So it's not just passing off a book and like, here, this is something you need to learn. But these are things we can talk through. So my own daughters. I took my uh, 13 year old and my 15 year old, we went away for the weekend. And I knew the topics. It wasn't like we read through everything. But we talked about these things. Like, what do you think about this? And have you ever thought about that? And I found when you're doing an activity, when you're like, we were driving two hours away, going to a hotel, we went to a farmer's market, we went and painted ceramics, like we were doing things it's a natural thing to like, just talk about these things. Or when I was growing up, you wouldn't believe like what was going on. And that seems like a natural type of um, conversation where I think so many times the kids feel like, oh no, here comes the lecture and this is going to be awkward. And the mom's like, this is going to be awkward and they're not going to pay attention to me. And so I found in my own life, because I have seven daughters. <laughs> so the oldest one is married and 30. The rest of them are not married and the youngest is 13. And like these conversations, it's like trying to find those moments and create those moments by doing things with them and connecting with them. Um, and that relationship, when you are building that relationship, then the conversations come naturally. And I think that as a midlife mom, um, it's hard. Like you have to take time to think through those things. Like I'm going to go out to coffee or we're going to go away for the weekend. But when you're investing time into them, then naturally the conversations can happen. I would agree with that 100%. I know for myself, when um, I would get away with my daughter, we had a lot of conflict when she was a teenager and mm -hmm. so seemed like the only time where we could really connect on that um, heart level where I knew she really had an ear was when we were going out and doing something. We went shopping or I took her away for a weekend when she was 13 kind of talked about those things. And then again, um, just even visiting her during college and things like that. Um, so as a therapist, I want you to know, I love the content of what you've covered in here because the, especially the area of looking at your heart in your head, mm -hmm. talk about, um, guarding your heart, but then with your head, you talk about thinking errors, you talk about understanding what you need. So so that's a huge concept that I um, always come back to as a counselor is understanding your needs and how to speak up for your needs. So tell me, especially what are the important pieces for a woman or a teen 
preteen, as she is really thinking about how to prepare herself for her future spouse, tell us more about kind of those thoughts and knowing your needs. I think so many times um, there's like, again, there's all these romantic thoughts and a guy needs to be this way, but really looking at the young woman and what do you appreciate? What things bring you joy? Because you're going to want to find someone that's going to be like-minded in those areas. So even our our daughters that we have now, one of my daughters loves being outside. She does not like sitting and looking, watching movies and or video games. So, you know, it's not going to be good if <laughs> you're, you're dating someone that just wants to be in front of the TV all the time. Or one of my other daughters loves Asian culture. She is teaching herself different languages. Um, I encourage her, like, you should go when you're looking for a summer job, go to the sushi restaurant. Like this is around, there's Asian people that work there. You get to know them. You think you practice your language. And since she did, and she loves it. And so I think really looking at these are the things that you're naturally drawn to. These are the things you enjoy. These are the activities you enjoy. If you understand, if a young woman understands herself better, then she's not just conforming to what other people want or what other people expect. And one of my daughter's uh, friends, I, you know, don't want to call her out, but she talks about like her friend, every new boyfriend, she's a different person to match that guy. And so she doesn't even know, or she probably knows what she likes and enjoys, but she always feels like she needs to be different for a different guy. And so I think the more young women get comfortable, like this is who God made me to be. These are the things I enjoy and that's okay. Um, Then when they start, well, first of all, they're comfortable with their skin. They're comfortable with the things that they enjoy. They find friendships um, with people that are like-minded. Then when a guy comes along, it's either going to be a natural match. Like, oh, I could see he likes the same types of things. Not that you have to be totally perfect. My husband is a computer geek and, uh, you know, I love to write books, but we had, when we started dating, we had great conversations about faith and the Bible and about dreams and about travel. Like there's common enough common things that you enjoy the time together instead of feeling like you have to conform to be, uh, something else for someone else. The image that came to my mind is the movie runaway bride. One of yes. the, love that movie is because you see um, Julia Roberts, who's the character in that movie, do exactly what you just said, mm-hmm. um, conform to these three different, very different men. And yet when she found um, when she found Richard Gere, who, who stole her heart, you know, then she she settles into and she finds herself. Um, but honestly, Robin, what you're talking about isn't a common uh, message in the Christian world. So I work, I've worked with a lot of women in my private practice who have been in toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. And as I've watched, um, other young adults in my personal life who want to find a Christian, a Christian spouse, but once they're out of college, you know, there's not a lot of options to find, um, a spouse. I've got two kids who are married and two kids who are single, but dating, um, and there aren't a lot of healthy places out there mm-hmm. to find um, really healthy spouses, he- healthy men. Um, so let me go to the first question, which I was thinking um, as you were talking about really encouraging women to know themselves, to really know how to feel comfortable in their own skin. That is a message that we rarely hear young mm-hmm. girls being taught 
probably in the Christian community. So how does a mom start that conversation, especially because I think a lot of midlife moms may struggle with that themselves of being their own skin and speaking up for their needs. So share with me your thoughts about how moms can talk to their daughters about that when they may even struggle with it themselves. Yeah. Let's talk about the moms first, because I see this so much. Um, and you know, I write books and I speak and I love all the things I'm doing. And, and I have so many women that either email me or message me or talk to me when I speak at conferences, like I have dreams, but I don't know. I have this family and really saying like, when you fulfill who you are meant to be, it's not like God's going to say, Oh, I have this dream for you, but it's going to ruin your family. Like he has benefits for you when you feel fulfilled and you feel like, Um, you're doing things that you enjoy. So if it's like starting a Bible study or yeah, writing a blog or whatever it may be, uh, learning how to have bees on your land and make honey. I mean, all those things, when you feel fulfilled, not only are you happier, are you more joyful and are you doing what God designed you to do, but it's it's a wonderful example for your kids. They get to see like, oh, I could try this or this is something um, that I could see mom doing or dad doing. They have a broader horizon of what they can accomplish in their own lives. And then when it comes to young women, I think it's important to start pointing out things that they are really good at. Um, I love Kathy, Dr. Kathy Cook's book, The Eight Great Smarts. And it talks about there are people that are people smart. There's people that are music smart, word smart, logic smart, nature smart. I don't know if I could get all of eight of them, but you know, you get the idea. Um, And we, especially growing up, I, you know, there was the people at school that were very smart in certain things. And then there were the ones that weren't smart, but people are smart in different ways. Our daughters are smart in different ways and really pointing out, you would be amazing at this. So uh, our 15 year old, she, we adopted her when she was five. She has some learning disabilities. She's dyslexic. She learned to um, read late and she also has some processing issues. So school is just really hard for her. She does not like it, but she is so people aware. She is so good of, um, organizing stuff. She packs for everyone. When we go on vacation, she loves to go in and get everyone's stuff and pack for them. And I'm like, you would be such an amazing, like a assistant working for someone and just organizing their life or doing a wedding venue. And these brides come in and they're so overwhelmed. And so I'll even, she's 15. I'll point out like, you would be so good at this. And I can see this in you because she can get so discouraged because she's she can't get the grades. She still struggles in math. All all these things are really really hard. Reading is really hard for her still. And so I point out the things that she's really good at. Her sister is super creative. So she's making soaps and she's you know baking do, doing all these things that she loves creating stuff. And I'm like, oh, you guys can like do a wedding venue together. Like Alyssa can decorate and make cupcakes and you could organize everybody. And just like, not that that's what they have to do, but when you start pointing out the areas that they really are excelling in, then they can start to see like, oh, I am smart too. I have things that I can accomplish with my life and I can really make a difference in the world. And and just letting them know that God has great dreams for them and plans for them. And he gave them those things for a purpose. Yeah. So as you were just talking about that, I, I, um, often talk with my own students. So I work in a K through four building Mm -hmm. strengths based, um, helping focus on their strengths. And so you're really talking about that strengths based mindset of Mm -hmm. 
teach again, teaching our daughters to focus on um, who they are, who God has created them to be, but not in this lofty, idealistic way, because I think that often sets a lot of young women up for, for the wrong expectations. Yeah. Marriage. Um, so as, as you have, as you were writing this book and really thinking about that girl who is going to be reading mm-hmm. this, um, what, what was your heart? And, and I know Robin's not able to be here with us today for this interview, but even speaking from what, you know, Robin's heart was for those girls, mm-hmm. um, what is your passion for them to know and to be ready for as they read this and as they think about their future spouse? Yeah. So I think the main thing is just for them to understand how much God just adores them and just wants them to draw close and has good plans for them. I think sometimes it's like, uh, you know, we have to follow all these rules and we have to do things a certain way and we have to um, conform to certain things. And really like, no, you are this unique, beautiful creation. And he has such beautiful thoughts of you. And he can't wait to to share his heart and his dreams for you and just get, let him know that God is this safe, comfortable, you can have this relationship with God and, and he wants to walk with you. It's not like follow these rules and you'll be good for life, but God wants to help you grow and, and he wants you to walk with him and discover this future that he has for you. And then, so really as they're reading the book, that's why we have like 30 questions and 30 prayers. We want them to say, uh, what do I think about this? And what, couldn't God have planned for me? And what things am I struggling with now? Because we could write, you know, there's 30 different little um, devotions. We could write a thousand devotions and still not hit the issue for every girl. Like there's so many girls with so many issues or struggles or problems. um, But we can give like, this is a general area. Now, where are you really struggling? And then they go to God. So they, they're thinking about it. And then we give them a prayer to start. And so it's showing them that let's just pause and think about these things. And I remember when I was in high school, I didn't think about things. I reacted. I had emotions and, oh, he's really cute. Oh, he likes me. Oh yeah. I'm going to date him. Not thinking through, he's not a Christian. Like he has a bad reputation of being sexually active with other girls. Like I wasn't thinking, I wasn't thinking because it was just all the emotions. And so when we get ahead of time, just have this really gentle, like, let's think about this. And then they get to start asking themselves questions and then they start pausing and really thinking through things. I mean, if, if a girl will sit there and pause and think through, think through anything to do with her future and invite God into that, like that's a hundred percent win like that. If, if they walk away with just being able to pause and ask God and pray about it, like that is awesome. Cause that's going to impact them for the rest of their lives, no matter what situation. So we do, you know, this is like kind of focused on most of you will someday get married. Let's think about these things, but in the area of their life, if they can pause, think and seek God, it will, it will help them all through their lives. That's what I really love about this. It's really a personal development and growth for mm-hmm. women that is aligning with a future that God has for them. But what I also love about this book, even though it's framed for your future spouse, it does not set up the girl reading it with this expectation that if she doesn't have that spouse at the hoped for time, 
mm-hmm. that she's somehow done something wrong. And right. that's what I love about this, that it really is aligning any young woman's heart with God, thinking through these faulty perceptions, thinking through um, the impact of her choices now and how it affects her in the future. Um, you know, my own daughter went to a large Christian university and, um, I came from a family of four girls. And, and so in my household growing up, we were prepared for college and Mm -hmm. we weren't really told, um, or it wasn't talked about, like, go find a husband or something like that. And my daughter, we have one girl, then, then three boys. So she was only girl. And she was probably in her junior year, last semester, her, her junior year when she called home and, and she was just saying, mom, am I doing something wrong that I'm not dating anyone? Because, because here people joke about getting your MRS degree mm-hmm. and heart just grew really sad because it was this first time she was aware of the high expectation for Christian girls to, you know, to get married by the end of their college career or to be looking for your mate. Mm-hmm. And um, I really appreciate that this book does not have that narrative inside of it, even though it is really for preparing your heart, your hands and your head for your future spouse. What are your thoughts, even just as a mom about some of those expectations that especially Christian women or Christian girls kind of absorb about, about being a wife and those expectations? I don't know. That's kind of a, a ramble. I don't know if there's a <laughs> in there, but I would just love to hear your thoughts as a fellow midlife mom whose, whose girls receive all of these different messages. So I think when it comes to like thinking of your future spouse, you know, we, we say like for most of you, you will probably get married because since the statistics are most young women do get married, but God might have different plans for you. And so even though it says before you meet your future husband or even praying for your future husband, there might not be a future husband or it might be a while. Uh, one of the women that we highlighted in the first book, um, she's a really good friend of mine. She just got married in February for the first time at 48 years old. And so she's a lot of years, but God used her mightily. He has, she's uh, worked in Christian radio for years. She's mentored young women for years. She's done a curriculum for like young women. It's, it's God has used her greatly and she didn't just sit and wait. So we just really encourage like whatever God plans for you. And for most of you, it probably will be marriage, but think of like your heart and think of what you can be doing. And so we, we kind of joke that the husband, future husband part is to get the girl's attention because really uh, they're more, they're interested in that. But no matter if that is for them, that God will work in their heart, just like he will work in our hearts whenever we turn to him and seek his will for our lives. Yeah, 100%. I think that's something um, as a, again, as a mom of a daughter who's been single um, and who's also gone to the mission field is that um, I don't like there being like a date. Like if you're mm-hmm, not married by mm-hmm. certain, you know, date, then there's something wrong with you or, or that you have to give up this in order to have that. As I think about midlife moms who are listening to this, I know that there are a lot of midlife moms who maybe heart is breaking because Mm -hmm. they're watching their daughter, um, go through heartbreak, whether it's, um, bad relationships that have ended, even if it's been a, um, a marriage that has ended in divorce because 
maybe they got married for the wrong reasons um, or the person they married was really toxic. Honestly, I have, it has grieved me again, as a counselor in my own private practice that I've walked alongside mm-hmm. all Christian women, because all my clients are Christians, but many young women who have had really toxic experiences with Christian men. So as we finish up, talk to, talk to the mom whose heart is hurting, and then also um, maybe encourage her with how some of the messages from from your book can even help to maybe have a different perspective for her daughter or have encouraging words for her daughter. Who's really going through a heartbreak. Yeah. And we, we see that so much because they're uh, you know, these relationships that look like they could be great end up not being so great. We've had young women in our lives where we've seen that that's just like, it was even worse than we thought when, when things started coming out, but realizing like God loves you completely and God still has good plans for you. And whether it was a choice that you made that was led you down the wrong path, or maybe you were, you thought you were making all the right choices and just the hard stuff of life um, comes, God still has good plans for you and he still can have a good future for you. You know, I was 17 and pregnant. My boyfriend was out of the picture. I dropped out of high school and my big prayer was if you can do anything with my life. And so if we could just get to that point of where I feel so low right now, I feel overwhelmed. I can't even picture a good future, but God, if you can do anything with my life, um, please do. And then things that I pray, cause you know, our kids will all have times of struggle and I will just pray like God, like bring the person or answer this problem. Like I want it. I want to see it immediately. Cause we think it'll be the solution. And as I was praying for one of our daughters, um, God just reminded me like answered prayer is not quick fixes. And so I always think like, okay, I want this quickly. I want the answered prayer. I want to be able to see it. And maybe the answered prayer will happen next month. Maybe it's going to happen five years from now. Maybe it's going to be answered in a completely different way. And just realizing like God's not about quick fixes. And it's like he will be there for our, our these young women. But also just to come for us to come beside them and say, I don't know what you're going through, but I am so sorry. Um, I'm here if you want to talk, if you don't want to talk, I'll just be here. Like we could just go to coffee and sit there and talk about whatever, like it just, just your presence in someone's life makes a huge difference. I think sometimes we feel like we don't have the answers, so we don't want to put ourselves out there or we're going to say the wrong thing. And I found just being in relationship with someone, just letting them, if they want to spill what, just listen um, don't feel like you have to have the answers and just care. And even if your child, because I know some people might say, my daughter is making a lot of bad choices right now. Um, still love her and still take the time to like, hey, how are you doing? Or I'm thinking of you or uh, here's, I got you this little thing because I thought saw it at the store and just keep that relationship open. Because when they even if they're just like not wanting to listen and are doing their own thing, there will be the time where they'll say, Hey, maybe I should ask my mom for advice or they want, they want you to be more involved and they want you to pray with them or, but don't close the door just because they might be even making bad choices right now. Keep that relationship open. Amen. I (laughs) I want to underline that and put exclamations around that. So, so much um, because that truly is the key. And I know I encourage moms often 
that it's that open door, the open door mm-hmm. of the relationship. Because I think, you know, I, I often have to flip the scenario sometimes and think, what if I were in my child's shoes? If I were in that child's shoes, who do I need my mom to be? Mm-hmm. Now, I always, I haven't always done this perfectly um, myself, but it, but as I learn and I grow with each of my kids, when I flip it and think about it, when I was their age, who would I need my mom to be? Um, it really is about that relationship. It's mm-hmm. not about advice. It's not about disappointment. It is not about estrangement. It really is about keeping that door open. Those little conversations with your daughter. One thing mm-hmm. that I could really see with this book was some of the questions that you have at the end of every of the 30 mm-hmm. um, devotionals is this question that that a mom could pick up and talk to mm-hmm. her through. I think oftentimes as moms, we don't know what to say. And so what I love about this is that even if, even if you buy this, but you don't even know the right time to give it to your daughter, or even if you're thinking about your adult daughter, who's really struggling um, with a heartbreak because of a breakup or something like that, just even taking um, one of these prompts and then using that for one of those conversation starters um, as you're trying to build that relationship with her. Yeah. And I think sometimes we feel like we have to lecture or say something, but if you ask a question, then it gives them time to process it and then they can think through. And I've found usually when I ask questions and just wait, like don't try to fill in the space, just let them give time to process. They usually come up with the right answer uh, unless they're just mad and just want to be mad. But most of if they're in an open, they have an open heart, they will eventually come up with the right answer, not even in that moment, but it gives them something to think about and process themselves. Because when we lecture, we're just like this voice going in their head. But when they hear a question and can process it, then God can use that. You know, they can they can come up with an answer that, that they know kind of is the right thing, but it just takes some time to, to think through it. Sure. So, um, our time is up. I'm so disappointed because, um, this, this has so much content. I think that is so helpful. And again, as a, as a mom of a daughter, but also as, um, someone who works with so many brokenhearted people, Mm -hmm. um, I'm so grateful that this is such a healthy resource, um, for women who are kind of stuck in between like deconstructing their faith because they were raised in the purity, purity culture or, um, have really toxic messages or um, feel that dating apps um, are the only way to, to find someone in it, then uh, well, that's a whole nother topic we could talk about. Yeah. <laughs> want everyone to run out and get um, a copy of this book, Before You Meet Your Future Husband by Robin Jones Gunn and Trisha Goyer. They have a companion book, Praying for Your Future Husband. Um, it released um, this month. And I will have um, their social media handles in the show notes where you can find them. Um, but Trisha, you are such a cheerleader for for moms, for families, and just um, for for God in general. I want to thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast today. Oh, Brenda, it was just great talking to you. And I just love just all the work you're doing too. I just really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, friends, we will talk to you later on another episode of the Midlife Moms podcast. We will see you soon. Mm